Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. The Jets season is still very much on Aaron Rodgers and on one other guy that we have not talked about enough. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Carlin, Joseph Arthur Anthony Fortenbaugh. <laughs> What's up? It's, a- it's actually Joseph Harrison Fortenbaugh the fourth. Is that so true? I- yeah, so put some put some respect on it. My son, my oldest son, is named the fifth. And the beauty of something like that is when you have a child who's the fifth, which is very rare, apparently, every nurse in the hospital will take it upon themselves to come into your hospital room to meet the fifth, just so they can say, I've never met a fifth before. That's fantastic for them. But in the process, they're waking up mom. They're waking up the baby. They're disrupting my flow. It's no good for anybody, Carlin. No, no. good for anybody. Uh, if you had a jersey, would you have the fourth on the back of it? I V at the end yeah. of Fortinball. Yeah, I'd have just the fourth. I wouldn't even put Fortinball <laughs> on it. <laughs> IV and then underneath the number four. I just confuse everybody. We've got so much to get to. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Glad you could join us. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. You're going to be a part of the program in very short order. Those lines are open. And it's still all about the Aaron Rodgers situation. And Joe, just in talking to people about this around the Jets the last couple of days, one thing has become exceptionally clear and that is Aaron Rodgers is still a huge part of what the Jets are going to do this year how is that possible Joe we've saw we've seen what happened last year with Zach Wilson it was a nightmare in every way he lost the respect of teammates he lost the defense certainly as many times as he gave the football away Aaron Rodgers has got to be a huge part of selling Zach Wilson's credibility to the teammates in that locker room because he has built a great relationship with Wilson, believes in him. And if that's the case, he still owes it to the Jets to very much be a part of what's going on here. Well, it's an all hands on deck sort of situation. If you're looking to make any sort of run towards the playoffs and then deeper, everyone's going to need to chip in in every way they can. You've got the defense. You've got some weapons on offense. The question comes down to the O-line and the quarterback position, as you brought up. So if Aaron Rodgers has the ability to help sell Zach Wilson's credibility, if Aaron Rodgers has the ability to step in, mentor, tutor, whatever it may be, Zach Wilson, and he's willing to do that. That's nothing but a benefit, in my opinion. But ultimately, this is all going to rest on Zach Wilson. We're not looking at a sixth-round rookie quarterback who's now being tasked with saving a veteran team's season. We're looking at a 24-year-old who was the number two overall pick, who has been in the league now for three years, who has made 22 starts and appeared in 23 games. All of his problems are self-inflicted. 
When he loses the locker room, it's not just because he plays poorly. It's because he didn't really have the work ethic early in his career. Mm -hmm. It's because he was in the tabloids and on social media and being talked about for everything other than producing on a football field. That's what loses a locker room. You don't need to be an absolute star. Look at Jacoby Brissett. But he is well-received in a locker room because he's a hard worker and he's a culture guy. Wilson needs to clean that stuff up first. He needs to show he can lead. He needs to show he can be a professional. And once he gets that right, the other players on the team might be willing to buy in. Well, but here's the thing with that, okay? He doesn't have credibility with that team right now. He doesn't. And that's a problem because of the things that you talked about. Because after a game last year, when he's turning it over left and right, and he has asked postgame, do you feel like you have to apologize to your teammates? And the answer is no. No. Oh. I mean, that was that was the low point, and that ticked everybody off. But so much of what we talked about with Aaron Rodgers wasn't just the play. It was also about the culture, how he has completely changed the dynamic around the Jets this offseason. Sometimes you need somebody to sell you. Now, a few years ago, before he was drafted, Zach Wilson played in a bowl game that I did on ESPN radio. And, and we talked to him leading up to that game. And he spoke at the time, this is during COVID 2020 about his relationship with Aaron Rodgers that he had already built before that Rodgers genuinely likes this guy. He genuinely, it's not just a kid who's following him around like a puppy dog. He genuinely likes him. That credibility was all lost last year. Rodgers in that building trying to sell Garrett Wilson, who the other night, I mean, there's one point where you see Garrett Wilson's hands go in the air. You know, throw the throw him the ball. I'm wide open. They listen to him. They listen to Aaron Rodgers. Zach Wilson has grown up somewhat this offseason, but we've only seen that in words so far from what, he, from what everyone has said around him. I, I don't believe for a second that the Jets are going to let this season get away from him. Uh, because of Zach Wilson. I think he's got uh, an opportunity here to do what he can, and they are pumping him up the best they can. Part of that's a quarterback, but here's the other part. All of a sudden, Nathaniel Hackett is a major, major player in the Jets season this year. A major player where before it was about come in, kind of carry the water, so to speak, for Aaron Rodgers and do what he wants to do, but Rodgers is going to call the shots here. That's not the case anymore. Now this is on Nathaniel Hackett to get everything he can out of Zach Wilson. Rodgers has already vouched for Nathaniel Hackett. He's the reason that Hackett is in New York. So I think everyone's going to be on board with his plan. And yeah, this is what they're paying him for. You tailored an offense one way. Now you got to be smart to figure out how to tailor an offense the other way. What are Zach Wilson's strengths? What are his weaknesses? And how do you build around that? It's the one thing that used to be so frustrating is you would watch these talented college quarterbacks come into the pros and these coaches would try to force them into their system rather than build their system around the quarterback. I think yeah. a good example would be, I think I have this correct, but when Sam Bradford came out of Oklahoma, he goes to the Rams and he has Jeff Fisher trying to put him under center. Why, why why'd you draft them if that's what you wanted to do with them? You've got a, a, a perfect example of doing it the right way 
is Andy Reid in Kansas City building his offense around Patrick Mahomes. So Hackett, while he takes a lot of flack for what happened in Denver, a lot of that was just head coaching stuff. The inability to understand how to get the play call in early, the inability to have the team prepared for game management situations, final two minutes of each half. He was a mess in that regard. But as an offensive mind, Rodgers vouches for him, and he should be able to put something together for Wilson. Well, you would want to see from Wilson, and it's baby steps here heading into the Dallas game, is that as practice gets started this week, the only reports we should be hearing about Wilson are that A, he's the first person in the building, B, he's the last person to leave, and C, he is taking this more seriously than anything he's taken in his entire life. And if we don't start hearing that the first few days this week, I would suggest there's already a problem because this is yet another opportunity for a young kid to rebound, but it's going to be the actions and not the words. And if he's not the first guy in the building every day this week, that's already going to be a problem. This is Dominique Foxworth from this morning checking in on the impact that Rodgers can have. And Anscape senior writer uh, Dominique is, as we know, contributor as well and on Get Up Today. The leadership role that he he um, occupied, he can still occupy. He can? He can, and the maturity that we hoped that he was going to bestow onto Zach Wilson, he can still try to do that. And he can still um, be there to talk through and give the guys confidence. I don't think that the season is all the way over over for them in their minds, even though maybe us in the media, we feel that way, but it's not over for them in their mind. They went from the macro view of we're going to win the Super Bowl to let's get through this week. As far as saving the season's concerned, we know the Jet defense is going to be really good as long as they're healthy. That's exceptionally clear. Zach Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett have to save this season. And I don't, I, I, I hate the fact that it's in his hands. I really do. In, in Zach Wilson's sense, I don't feel great about Nathaniel Hackett, frankly, because he's not a guy that's ever called plays, really, uh, uh, before last year. And how did that go with Russ? That didn't go well. He didn't put Russ in situations to succeed. That no. bothers me. And he didn't do it in Green Bay. He didn't so that would be Bay. alarming as well. That would be alarming as well. I, I mean, it. I hear what Fox were saying, and it, look, the Jets, all the leadership is going to come out and tell you how they're not punting on the season, that it's next man up. They're going to give you all the cliches they need to give you, and I'm sure they're even going to try to buy into it, but here's the reality. You can't spend four or five months getting ultra excited about the eventual trade for Aaron Rodgers and then the buildup with Aaron Rodgers. All the talk about how great everything was. Him playing in the preseason. He hadn't done that in forever. You can't have all of that for months and then lose him on the fourth snap of the season offensively and then turn around and say, we're still going to go win the Super Bowl. I think they are probably as deflated as it comes. They might give you a good punch in the first quarter or so against Dallas, but the Cowboys have an opportunity on Sunday to put some points on the board early, watch Wilson struggle, and then possibly watch this Jets team pack it in. I can't imagine there's a whole lot of optimism within the organization right now. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance, insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. Who is it on to save the jet season right now? Is it on Zach Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett? The defense, let's go. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Lines are open for you. Plus, why Aaron Rodgers' injury actually puts all the pressure in week two on another quarterback, and it ain't Zach Wilson. All of that as we just get rolling. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 8. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. I'm Joe Douglas. The results of the game, I can't impact, but I'm on the phone calling Tom Brady, Matt Wright. I'm calling all of them. And if you have a run game like the Jets have, a guy like Coach Brissett is smart enough. If you give him time to have fun with a guy like Garrett Wilson. They're going to do everything they have to to turn over every rock, but they're not going to do it for a few weeks as far as who the potential starting quarterback could be for the New York Jets, Joe. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh. So thrilled to have you on so many of our ESPN stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app as well, where you can watch it, as I always say, you're welcome. Let's get you involved at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Maurice starts us off in Atlanta, Georgia. Maurice, what's up? You're on ESPN Radio, brother. Good, good afternoon, guys. How you guys doing today? Well, thank you. Good, good, good. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm heartbroken because I'm a New York Jet fan by heart. You know, and I, you know something, right? I think that um, we ought to go look at Colt McCoy – or even even give Cam Newton a shot, or even Matt Ryan, just to see what we got. All we need is just above quarterback, just above average quarterback, and I think that our defense can win it for us. What do you think? I think you need a quarterback, Joe, that's not going to turn over the football. Yeah, you, you need someone who understands the offense, who understands how to avoid trouble. Matt Ryan can do all those things, but Ken is probably the, not word, the word we want to use, could. He very statuesque, very tall, very immobile. You're going to need someone with some athleticism back there just to avoid the pressure that you're going to feel on a regular basis. So I'd be looking for someone with some legs along those lines. That's why people are pitching Carson Wentz. But Carson Wentz brings a whole additional world of problems from a cultural standpoint and health standpoint. So I don't know. Not Matt Ryan, Colt McCoy. I'm not sure there's a whole lot left there. I mean, I know the crazy speculation is Arizona got rid of him because he might be too good and he might actually win them some games as they try to get ready for Caleb Williams. But I don't know if there's anyone on that list that's going to be able to do anything all that much better than Zach Wilson. Carson Wentz is out of the game because of culture. Yeah. Because Carson Wentz is about Carson Wentz and nothing else. And he got has basically gotten booted out of three places and people will go back and look at the numbers and say, well, why can't you get this guy in there? You want that guy nowhere near your locker room. Nowhere near your locker room. Kemp, South Carolina, next, ESPN Radio. Kemp, what do you got? Hi. Hold on one second. Uh, hey, my bad. Sorry, I'm at work. One second. But, yeah, I was saying, um, uh, the, what's going to save the Jets is their defense, man. I mean, 
any quarterback y'all naming that's going to come in, I feel like they're going to turn the ball over as well. That's why they're really not on the team. You know what I'm saying? Like, so really, I think the defense really going to have to help them, and they're really going to have to get behind Zach Wilson. Honestly, I was going to save the money, hopefully, and Rodgers come back next year, you know? Maybe. Look, if you're still playing for the Super Bowl at this point, you get aggressive. You call Minnesota. You figure out what's going on with Kirk Cousins because his contract's up after this year. That's the move. That's probably the only viable move where you can get a competent quarterback in and still have Super Bowl aspirations. And I know a lot lot of people will say, well, Cousins can't win a Super Bowl. Zach Wilson definitely can't win a Super Bowl. So if the goal is a Super Bowl, there's really only one semi-feasible guy out there. Now, Minnesota's already 0-1. They're playing Philadelphia in Philly on Thursday night. They could be 0-2. The schedule doesn't set up well. You could look at them being 2-5, and heading into a road game against Green Bay right around the trade deadline. And then that would be the opportunity where right in that neighborhood, the Jets and Vikings could get a deal done if Minnesota plans on moving forward next season without Kirk Cousins. But other than that, if you are honestly thinking Super Bowl as a Jets fan, that's the only viable move out there there's no one else that's going to come in and be able to navigate the AFC and then ultimately show up in Vegas for the Super Bowl and win that game as well I think this is a brilliant point that you bring up I really do and that really- right there is all you needed to say who's the afternoon show they're coming up next you're right <laughs> we're done let's get some lunch <laughs> lunch is the move after that you know what I, I, you're you're right let's, I got is the first thing you thought of let's get some lunch yeah it always is. It always is. Why wouldn't it be? 2.30 in the morning. Let's get some lunch. <laughs> lunch I, I, lunch is probably my favorite meal. Really? Lunch That's an upset, probably, in my opinion. I, w- would you peg me as a breakfast guy or a dinner guy? Well, that, I would have I power ranked lunch third because I'd figure the big man likes to sit down to a big, hearty dinner. But it wouldn't have surprised me if you like to get your day started with a nice, hearty breakfast as well. Never would have thought lunch would have been the meal because you work right in that window. And I figure you like to sit down and enjoy a meal. Well, I do like to sit down and enjoy a meal. But for dinner, it's got to be something special for me to really get locked in. What's special? I'm going out for dinner, nice place, that kind of thing. Otherwise. Little Arby's? No. Come, Come on. on. You know you like some Arby's. Here no, I don't. I, I'm really? And nothing personal to them, especially if they're sponsoring us anywhere. We love Arby's. Arby's, love it's the crow's fries. I'm not a roast beef guy. Okay. I'm not a roast beef guy. That's it right there. But if they we have go more out, than roast beef. I, I, yes, they do have more than roast beef, and I think they actually introduced burgers lately, so maybe I should give them a chance. But <laughs> here's the problem. Anything that I eat after 7 o'clock at night, I am paying for in a big, big way. So I, you're, I, not, you're not intermittent fasting. You just, this is the, that 7 p.m. is the threshold. <laughs> the danger threshold. Yeah, no, basically. <laughs> and as far as breakfast is concerned, Joe, if I have a carbohydrate before noon... I will be napping by 11. (laughs) So lunch really fits in nicely. I got myself a nice uh, grilled chicken wrap, and I know that doesn't sound like something I would do. No. the, the, The thing about lunch is why I enjoy lunch is I can have something that I really, really like, and it's not gonna knock me out for the afternoon. I'm not the guy that's going out to the four martini lunch and having a large steak at lunchtime because, I mean, I, like I said, that will be, Good night. That's Nap City for you. All right. I understand. Back in the day, yes. Any meal would have made it happen. (laughs) I can't have a pancake. I love waffles. It better be Saturday or Sunday. 
It better be. That's all I'm saying. Back in your prime. Back when you're in your prime. <laughs> oh, they were some glorious days. Just remember what it was like when you were younger and you could eat anything. Yeah. Have you anything. really reached that time yet? You're 42. I can't have I dairy that anymore. Time I used to. Right I consumed. Da- I could consume dairy, bowl of cereal, all that stuff. It was just normal. I. I. People would say they're lactose intolerant. I think that sucks. And now I have dairy, and it's it disrupts everything. We'll say it like that. There's a lot of disruption right. in the marketplace if dairy gets involved in my lifestyle. I can have some cheese here and there, but unfortunately, I do have to keep an eye on that. It's the perils of old age. Are, are you? At all still surprised by any landmines that could hit you? In other words, or do you know where all the landmines are? Uh, no, I, I, I'm still very much surprised. I am not a very self-aware person. Really? I've, I've come to learn that in the last few years that I am caught off guard far more often than I should be with certain things. Just far more often I'm just caught completely unprepared that certain things could end up developing when Mm. anybody else who has any level of maturity would have seen it coming from a mile away. So yeah, Mm. landmines left and right. And here's the other thing. Um, There are landmines I'm aware of, and I step right into them anyway. That's probably what's more dangerous in my life is that I am aware of certain things I should be avoiding, and I go walking right into it, right into it. Well, you just described the emotional war in my head virtually every day. <laughs> Carlin versus Joey, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I don't think, like we said, I think we might be done with this conversation all, all the way around. And now I'm thinking about lunch. Now all yeah. I'm thinking about is lunch. It is a very, very long road ahead for the Jets and Zach Wilson. We know that. But that road going to be much bumpier for somebody else. We'll tell you who that is next. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Brought to you by Bank of America. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I asked Aaron Rodgers early in the preseason what he thought of the surface at MetLife. And he said, look, obviously I prefer grass. But out of all the turf fields that I've seen, this one to me is the best. No one enjoys playing on it. Everyone's too scared to talk about it. We played on grass in rainy days, in snow, in mud. It's fun. It's supposed to be meant to be on grass. You want to blame the turf. The reality is Achilles tears are what happens to middle-aged men who try to play in the NFL. 
Well, it's not just the NFL. It happens other places, too. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio Series XM, Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's get a little more insight here. Sean Merriman joins us right now, the three-time Pro Bowl linebacker. He, of course, lights out, and he knows a thing or two, unfortunately, about this injury. In fact, he's had it twice in his career. Sean, it's Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh. We appreciate the time. First of all, just take us through what this initial injury is like when it happens and how quickly you know exactly how bad it is. Well, you know, the first time it happens, you don't know. It feels like you're kicked in the back of your calf. Um, You know, I remember when I tore mine, you know, I was kind of sitting on the ground looking around to see which one of my uh, teammates kicked me, right? And I looked up, there was nobody 15 yards near me. That's what I knew I tore it. So if you see what Aaron Rodgers got up the first time, he, he, he didn't know it was torn. And then he realized when he put his foot in the ground that he didn't have any, you know, what happens is your foot drops. That ligament is torn so it can't lift your foot back up. That's why he sat down, man. But it's, a, it's, it's not only a gruesome injury. You don't know how important that Achilles is until it happens. But the rehab uh, is, is the long and, and fall process of, of that whole deal. And once you come off the rehab – were you ever even close to 100% again? What were the lingering effects, if any? Well, me, I, I totally lost my explosion off the line of scrimmage. Um, and, and position-wise, it's a little different because not only do you have to explode, you know, being an outside linebacker and, and, and the end coming off as a pass rusher, but uh, you got a 330-pound offensive tackle or guard that's pushing up against you at the same time, really loading that Achilles up. I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be completely fine, even at his old age and coming back, old, you know, being older age, coming back. I think he'll be ready to, 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 for the start of, of training camp and be fully healthy, especially with the modern you know, day medicine and surgery and the rehab and the therapy process is a lot more different than it was back in the day. All right, well, let's talk about that for a second. It's Sean Merriman, three-time Pro Bowl linebacker, joining us who's dealt with this injury before. We've heard uh, people like Damian Woody talk about the process as being, you know, just somewhat um, – one of the, just it, it, something that is just so difficult to go through that at times, if you're at that age, that maybe you are not all that motivated. So take us through what the process of recovery is and, you know, what it might be like for somebody who is at that juncture of their career at the very end, uh, trying to get in a couple extra years. Well, you know, I look at it as, as the reverse, right? Aaron Rodgers has already accomplished everything he wanted to do on the football field. Um, he's financially well taken care of. He's done everything possible you could as a as a football player. He's a champion and everything else. I think the pressure's off him to come back and just worry about the rehab process. Now, you got guys that have these injuries that might be up for a contract, right? They, they're waiting for a big contract or they need to get a – go to a new team or have enough film to, to, for people to see him. I think the pressure's off of Aaron Rodgers at this point, and he just had to make a decision. Once he want, Does he want to go through this whole deal with the rehab and getting back on the field, or does he want to just call it quits? Um, but what, the, the problem is it's the mental battle coming back because when you tear that Achilles the first time, you just always think, can I explode off of this thing? If I step back too fast, you know, the physical part he'll come back from. The mental part of, is this thing ever going to be the same and will I re-injure it by making a wrong move? That's going to be the most difficult part of him coming back. You were a part of some fantastic defenses during your time in San Diego with the Chargers. The Jets look like they have a fantastic defense right now. They've been through the era where Zach Wilson can't deliver. 
They spent months getting excited about Aaron Rodgers and four snaps in that dream has been shattered. So Wilson now set to take over publicly. The Jets are going to say all the right things. But what do you think is going through their mind in that locker room right now privately? Dude, just to just to rally and get behind Zach. That, that's all they can do. Um, of course, they got to bring in another quarterback just in case they got to protect themselves against the worst. Um, there's some really good quarterbacks right in the market right now that can come back up if if Zach can't get it done. Um, but I, let me tell you, I don't I don't understand that people are so down on Zach. I get it. Last year he didn't play well, but he looked a lot different in the preseason. He had a couple passes also in this game that also looked good. We didn't see him, so I think Aaron Rodgers have have taken a positive effect on him. But I, you know, sometimes you got to say the right things in the media and be behind your guy. But I really do believe that they feel that they can go out and win some games with Zach Wilson. Okay, but let's talk about that part of it for a second. Last year. A lot of those guys in that locker room, the defense, you know, looked at him turning the ball over left and right, didn't necessarily believe in him. Then he goes out after a game and says, um, do you have anything to apologize for with how poorly you played? And he's like, no, I don't have anything to apologize for. And that rubbed people the wrong way. How much, first of all, what does Zach have to do to earn back that credibility? And secondly, Rodgers has built this relationship with him even though he's injured, can he play a role in showing these guys, because they believe Rodgers on a lot of things, hey, this guy, you need to follow this guy. He's okay. I think the best thing that ever happened to Zach Zach Wilson in his football career was Aaron Rodgers going there. And I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the interviews and him talking. He he sounds like a completely different person, Uh, more mature. uh, If you guys remember him saying that he's going to give – Whatever quarterback comes in the hell, right? Like that attitude from Zach Wilson is gone, in my opinion. Um, he's matured a lot. It seems like he's liked a little bit more by his teammates. You can kind of see them going up and jumping on him after the play and surrounding him and, and the camaraderie's there. Um, but, you know, it, it, there's going to be a drop off, and people have got to expect that and accept that, that he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's never going to be Aaron Rodgers, but they can still go out and win football games. All right, but the dynamic there as a player in the locker room. What would you need to see if you're on a dominant defense and the other side, like you've had those issues with the quarterback before? Just don't put us in bad position. That That's all you can ever ask for, whether it's a great quarterback, mid-tier, or below average. Just don't put us in bad positions where we got to go out and, and start, you know, in bad field position, uh, you know, the, the turnover battle. You don't give us an opportunity to get on the field. Um, very much – like the adult, the, uh, the the Lions are going to ask for Jared Goff, right? Just don't make any mistakes. We're going to run the football well. You, the Jets have a great running attack. That's going to help out Zach Wilson more than anything. When they start running the ball and those guys, you know, they got a duo back there that's going to get it done, that passing game is going to open up. It's going to make Zach Wilson's life a lot easier. And I, just don't be surprised. Just don't be surprised if he goes out and does some great things for them, regardless of who that backup is that's coming in the door. Three-time Pro Bowler Sean Merriman joining Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio. Sunday, you were in L.A. for the showdown between the Chargers and the Dolphins. High-flying affair. We know this Charger offense can play. We know Justin Herbert can play. But that defense let Tua throw for more than 400 yards on him. Is the Charger defense good enough to make a run in the postseason? Yeah, they are, but they didn't show that. I mean, to be quite honest. Um what I saw was guys out there just thinking way too much and not playing fast. And I was fortunate, man, but coming in that locker room with you know, being coached by Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips wanted you to win, right? So it didn't matter what he thought the playbook should be or what his mindset was of defense. He, you're going to do what you do best, and you're going to play fast. Because if you play fast, you can make 
up for a lot of those mistakes that happened on Sunday. And what I saw was there's a bunch of guys out there that's trying to figure it out, trying to make a check for every check that the offense did, and just thinking too much, not playing fast, guys, guys out of position. There's no way what happened – these, this type of team on defense with Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James, uh, Kendricks, J.C. Jack. I mean, you go. they got a pro bowler in every single position. you got to let those guys go out there and play football and not think so much. That's, that's what I took away from, from that game. Sean, is the coach the problem? Is, is Brandon Staley the problem when he's not letting his guys play like that or at least he has them thinking too much? No, it's, it's just simplifying, man. It's, it, and it's, as much as it sounds, it's a very easy adjustment. Right, guys line up, okay, you got to check, you got to audible, you switch strengths and weaknesses to one side, you line up and play football. And it is really that easy. Um, you can't go out there, and when you got all-star players, you got to let those guys pin their ears back and go at some point. If they're going out there making too many checks, doing too much, it's going to confuse the defense, and before you know it, they're out there thinking and not playing. That's, that's what I took away from it. But, you know, I, I just – whether they play great or poorly, I don't understand the kind of the uproar of one game. Right, it's a long season. Uh, they didn't. They put up 34 points on offense. You're supposed to win every. As a defensive player, in our opinion, my mindset is: if our offense put up 34 points, we're going to win that game, even in the shootout. Shootout, right? It's a it's a 34-31 game, a 34-28 game. You got to win that football game. They just didn't come out on top. Sean Merriman, three-time Pro Bowler. Are you got lights out? Extreme fighting. It's Saturday, October 7th in Long Beach, California. What do you got on this card? What does it look like? Yeah, we got a huge card again, October 7th in Long Beach, California. You can get your tickets at Lights Out XF, Lights Out Extreme Fight 11 with back, man. It's kind of crazy. Um, we have these next up-and-coming superstars, and we're, you know, they're kind of growing with the brand. We're getting calls from all these up-and-coming fighters in the country, and we want to keep throwing fights. Uh, if you guys can't be there in Long Beach October 7th, make sure you watch it on Fubo TV, Fubo Sports. Um, we're, we just moved into the top five or top ten most watched you know, on, on football sports, man. So I thought that was pretty cool. Nice. John, awesome stuff, man. That is cool. We appreciate the time, man. Great insight. You got it. Thanks for having me. Sean Merriman, three-time Pro Bowl linebacker with us, Carlin versus Joe. You're a big extreme fighting guy, yes? I am. I, I, I'll be the first to tell you, I do not know it. Like I know some other sports or like right. a lot of great people know it. Ian Parker, uh, Brett Okamoto, guys here at ESPN that know it inside and out. But I love to wager on it. I will sit there <laughs> and I will wager all day. The great people at the UFC will set me up with tickets here in Vegas so I can go over to the Apex. And I will just sit there all day watching all 13 fights, betting on all of them. I love to fire on it. It is so much fun because they do such a great job. Like as soon as a fight's over, boom, next fight starting a few minutes later. It, it is just it's an incredible rush. Carlin Incredible. versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. A star was born in the midst of Aaron Rodgers' season-long injury. We'll introduce him. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Aaron Rodgers is sitting down the field. He's hurt.
all summer long, we talked about the left tackles. We talked about the offensive line of the Jets. Concerned with his Achilles. Uh, MRI is probably going to confirm what we think is already going to happen. So prayers tonight, but it's not good. Immediately when something like that happens, especially me growing up and living in the in the tri-state metropolitan area in New York, and I'm sure this is the same way for you the other day, you are thinking about all of your friends who are Jet fans. Yeah. And the immense pain that they have gone through. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh. And there are so many friends of mine that I grew up with. I haven't even gotten to all of them yet to just send a condolence text on their season, basically. Are you but, actually sharing condolences or are you quietly mocking them? No, I'm not mocking them. Okay. Because it's almost reached the point of, like, I, I can't believe this keeps happening to you. Yeah. There, there is a comical part of it, but it's comical in that it's just continuing to happen to them. But I don't, this is one of these times where I don't get real joy out of the schadenfreude. There are plenty yeah. of times I do where I enjoy other people in pain, but this is not one of them. Do you spend more of your time enjoying people in pain than people having success? I used to. Used to? You've gotten I older, you've gotten wiser and more compassionate? Yes. Okay. Well... You notice that mm. with wisdom and age. Or more apathetic. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's neither. It's just indifference. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. Uh, the other day, I go to my favorite uh, restaurant for breakfast. And guy there, huge Jet fan, uh, go there yesterday, and he's just, he's inconsolable. Um, our program director, Liam Chapman, uh, his mailman, Huge Jet fan. And Liam has the video doorbell. So when the Jets got Aaron Rodgers, the mailman left a pumped-up message in the video doorbell, knowing that Liam would see it. So here now is the video message that was left by the doorman yesterday to Liam. Are you kidding me? Can you test her all over again? Just death. I mean, and and for those who can't see the video of it, you can see it on on the app where you can see the show. For those who can't see the video of it, it Liam is fortunate that he didn't just throw the mail at the front door. <laughs> he actually came up and put it in the box. But I think that we need to start getting takes delivered this way. The, the video doorbell take. First of all, that is a brilliant idea. An absolutely brilliant idea because as I'm watching this, and this is the first time I'm watching it, I know on the thread it was sent last night. I was like, I don't want to see this for the 15th time on the show. I just want to do it live on the show and I'll react naturally. That's a hell of a take. That's a professional take. You watch him. He very calmly walks up to the front door. He knows where his audience is, i.e. the the doorbell. He addresses it. He has his thought process, his little anecdote on Testaverde, puts the arms out, looks despondent. Drops off the mail effectively. That's huge, too. So he's yeah. multitasking here. And then he works his way out. Like, I would love to have, what is it? Is it ring doorbell takes? What would we call something like this? Whoever is interested in sponsoring it, whether it's Blink well or Ring or whoever, line them up, whoever's first. How many of those entities are out there? How many businesses make these these doorbells? There are a few different ones. Google has one. Uh, okay, Alexa, yeah. you know, Amazon no way. Has one. No way Google has one. That thing's <laughs> just probably always on watching you and listening to you. <laughs> I'm There's a kidding. bunch we, of them. 
We love big tech around here. I mean, here. we could also get the Postal Service, right? Like Priority Takes brought to you by the U.S. Postal Service? I think it'd be great. I think it'd be great. I don't, I don't know if that one will happen. I think it's more likely that one of the video doorbell companies step up. Yeah, I'm not sure the United States government wants to get on board with this program. <laughs> just, that's just the initial hunch. Yeah, I, listen, all I can tell you is I think that we are missing out on another, and I'm, I'm dead serious about this, on another delivery system for takes. Is, so, is, so this isn't even this isn't even a radio segment. This is just a pitch right here. This is what we're doing. No, we're this just is totally a pitch. This is a totally pitch. A okay. Pitch. I mean, yes. I can get behind it. I'm not against it. I just yeah. want to make sure I know what I'm preparing myself for. Walk that, up that, to the that front was door. an easy way to deliver a take. It's basically taking the idea of the real world confessional booth, right? Like you remember yes. watching the real world. They yep. have the confessional booth. Now every reality show has it so that people can share their thoughts and then they can edit them back in. So you know what everyone's thinking in that moment. That's what these are. These are your confessional booths. You go walking up to some random person's house. You look into the ring doorbell. You deliver a strong take and you're, you're, you're down the street for the next take. You could do your own radio show just walking around a neighborhood. Yeah, you really could. When did you bail on the real world? What season? Ah, that's a good question. I was with it through New Orleans. I know that. I don't know okay. if Vegas was after that, but somewhere like Vegas, New Orleans-y, uh, yeah, I, I remember Vegas, I was still Vegas in the game Vegas was there. where I got out, too. Vegas was before New Orleans because I did not watch New Orleans. So when was when was Paris? I remember there was one in France. I watched that one as well. That was that later may have been later. Well. That was You hung in a lot longer than I did. I, you, it, you it feels that way. Yeah. No, I, Sorry I wasn't prepped for this part of the segment. No, I, that's I did okay. not know this was coming. I just, Listen, neither did I, for that matter. How about Mike in Florida next on ESPN Radio? Mike, what's going on? Hey, guys. So, obviously, this is a, a gut punch and the worst as a Jets fan, but it's the most Jets thing that could have happened to us. But looking at what we can do, in 2009, 2010, we had the ground and pound, solid defense. I think we have better skill players now, a better defense now. If, if Wilson could be somewhat a game manager like Sanchez was, we could make a run in the playoffs. Super Bowl, I think, is out of the question. But I think we got a, a shot if everybody steps up and plays the way they can. You want to know how I've matured, Joe? How's that? Before, I wouldn't really have an opinion on what I wanted this jet season to be. And I would have been, as I was, thoroughly annoyed at times at Aaron Rodgers and thoroughly annoyed about the whole jet thing. And that's where my schadenfreude would have come from. I took no joy the other night in somebody getting hurt and ruining their season. And now, here's where I've matured. I want this to be the great story this year. I want Zach Wilson now to somehow have learned from being a dope before and in a very mature way lead this team very far into the postseason if not the Super Bowl as a wise man as a wise man once told me a setback is nothing but a setup for a comeback and it would be a great story for Zach Wilson if he could find a way to show everyone yeah I was immature and it was early in my career but I learned how to be a professional I took the next step and I was able to uh, come back and deliver on some of that promise I showed when I was coming out of BYU. It's going to be an intriguing story, but I will say, you look around the AFC, everybody's got some issues. Injuries in Baltimore, Cincinnati off to a slow start, could start 0-2. Kansas City lost their first game. The Bills have turnover problems at quarterback. All the way around, there are some issues there. So the opportunity is certainly not lost, especially since the Jets found a way to close that game out in week one and start in the win column. I look at the rest of the teams, and I... We could do this here in a little bit. The teams that are in danger of going 0-2, we, we know what that number means. Yep. 
We know what it means. Not many teams make the postseason when they start the year 0-2, and there are plenty of teams that we expected to be contenders to do that, uh, that could be doing that here in the next week or two. It would be a be a really good story, and just because they have such a dominant unit, I'm not ready to rule them out yet. But I can tell you who their quarterback's not going to be. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.